0: Hello and welcome to Masterpiece Audio Theatre. I am your host, Sir Hector Stewart, and this is our ninth episode for the Dog Days of Advent. Joining us in the booth today, we have Bob McGruff. Hello to all my fellow sufferers. We got another shite book for you. Please keep the negativity in, as long as you can. Also with us today, we have Menchik Majenovic. Hello, everyone. It pleases me to be here. Us as well. We also have Jay Langjans and Jeffrey Ventura joining us. Say hello, gentlemen. Hi, everyone. Glad to be back. The perimeter is secure and all systems are go, Sir Hector. Stop the recording! Who the hell are you? How dare dare you take that tone with me, you young hooligan? you watch your language in the presence of a lady. Doesn't look like your perimeter's all that secure, you blowhard. mummy Ah, there you are, Percy. You, mister, have a lot of explaining to do. Who is these bursey fellows? This ungrateful young man right here, the one who thinks it's acceptable to leave his poor brother outside on the street with no one to take care of him. <laughs> what <a> the heck? <laughs> You're not telling me <laughs> your name is actually <laughs> Percy? <laughs> Wait, you mean to say name is not Sir Hector Sturt? Hang on. Are you an imposter? What have you done with Sir Hector? Where did I put those handcuffs? Gentlemen, some decorum, please. I prefer to use my middle name, which happens to be Hector. Nonsense! Your given name is Percival Aloysius Hector Stewart, just like your father and his father before him. If you do not like it, you should not have been born first. At least that way my little hero would have become Lord of Pickleshire, instead of his heartless elder brother Ha 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 Percy and our <owl> wishes <laughs> That's is too much ha 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 Mother, please This is not the time, nor is it appropriate I shall be the judge on what is appropriate. If memory serves me, I often had to correct you on your decorum. The things I found on your mattress. Mother, stop it now, please. Oh, no, please continue. This is just getting interesting. (laughs) May I come in now, Mother? Have you said Hector straight on how the world works? (laughs) Come in, my pet. Percy, this discussion is far from over. The nerve of you, leaving my little hero out of the show he created. Horonimo had nothing to do with creating this show. He certainly doesn't pay for it. Anyway, Sir Percy is right, Lady Stuart. Hieronymus is just a regular cast member, nothing more. I told you, I don't care for the name. Shush, Percy. As for you, you impertinent young man, I did not ask for your opinion. Okay, then. I'm just going to sit over here, Mummy. <laughs> Thanks for opening the door. <laughs> that was quite an entrance. You use battering rum. A lady does not carry that sort of thing around. I use this foot, the same one that will be connecting with Percy's backside if he does not repair the damage he has caused to my little hero's show. ''Must have strong calves, like Russian woman.'' ''Mother, we are in the middle of a show. Would you please come back later so we may discuss this in private?'' ''Oh, we will discuss this later, all right. But I'm not leaving this booth. I shall sit on this filthy little stool here. Percy, please clean it at once.'' ''Allow me to do that for you, my lady. Thank you, Menchek. I will try to get this show back on track.'' Well, what are you waiting for? My little hero's mellifluous voice should be reading the book jacket already. No, Mother, Geronimo is not slated to read the book jacket. You got that right. He should be slated for the loony man. Excuse me? My little hero is certainly not a loony. The doctor said so. Oh, he's just sensitive. Percy, why do you allow this insulting little man to besmirch your own brother? That's the only reason I keep him around. Do not concern yourself over angry little man, good lady. He is insulting everything. I think when he wakes up in the morning and look in mirror, he probably insults his own face. Well, he's certainly insulting the mirror. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Ooh, good one, hero boy. Will everyone stop talking? We need order. The listeners don't even know what book we are discussing. Gah! Good. Now, the audiobook we're reviewing today is called Hellstrom's Hive. It was written by science fiction great Frank Herbert and is narrated by Scott Brick. It was produced by Herbert Properties, LLC and Tantor, and it is 12 hours and 10 minutes in length. Since I have lost complete control, we shall have Heronimo read the book jacket. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Excellent! I'm glad things are finally going the right way! (laughs) Ahem America is a police state, and it is about to be threatened by the most hellish enemy in the world. <laughs> Insects. Oh! When the agency discovered that Dr. Hellstrom's Project 40 was a cover for a secret laboratory, a special team of agents was immediately dispatched to discover its true purpose and its weaknesses. <laughs> it could not be allowed to continue. What they discovered was a nightmare more horrific and hideous than ever their paranoid government minds could devise. <laughs> First published in Galaxy Magazine in 1973 as Project 40, Frank Herbert's vivid imagination and brilliant view of nature and ecology have never been more evident than in this classic of science fiction. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Thank you, hero. Was that not a masterful reading? He's so good at that sort of thing. Top of his class in public speaking. Mummy, there were only two students. Oh, I know, Percy. It must have been hard coming in second all the time. Please stop calling me that, mother. It's Hector. Why not. Sir Percy is a manly enough name for a dandy pap like you. (laughs) Would you care to be benched, Bob? Can you even do that anymore? Sounds like Strong Lady here is calling shots now. Is Strong Lady like Mob boss. This is too much. I need a drink. Will someone please talk about this bloody book? I will, Sir Hector. I love old school sci-fi, and this is that. Frank's way of taking two normal elements from nature and mashing them together in this underground story is masterful. True, the story certainly dated. It was written in the 70s. But if you can put that aside, it's a cool story. The narration is by Scott Brick and it's safe to say that he's one of my all-time favorite narrators. I've got or listened to over 45 of the books he's performed and as usual, he's excellent in this one as well. Are you daft? What a surprise. Well, when you're as dense as a block of wood, you would be. This isn't a good story at all. It's bloody stupid. How on earth would these people go unnoticed for so bloody long? It could not happen. As for the narration, this guy was reading it like it was an epic masterpiece when he was little more than a magazine rack pile of shite. Well, I agree with you that story is stupid. I think narration was great. Without voice raising and falling through this tale, I would have had to kill someone. Allegedly. I'm glad I was not the only one who found this story hard to get through. <laughs> I was so confused. Who were the bad guys? These people weren't hurting anyone. They were just different from the rest of the world. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I share the sentiments about Scott Brick. I don't think this was his best performance. I don't think he even enjoyed the book that much either. ha ha ha! You should never be concerned about being different, Hero. You are just so smart, the world cannot keep up with you. You only say that because it's true, Mummy. Ha <laughs> ha Where is that damn drink, Geoffrey? You've been very quiet over there. Are you finding me a scotch? What? Oh, sorry, Sir Hector. I've been reviewing the security logs. There is no way these two should have been able to get into the building. Well, they did, and you can save it for the debriefing that you insist on doing at the end of every show. For now, if you're not locating alcohol, please let us know your opinion of the book. Right. Well, Sir Hector, I think we got an emergency bottle in the secret place we spoke about. As for the book, Another Great Zombie Tale. Another candidate for the loony bin. There's no zombies in this book! I disagree. The drones were mindless bodies doing what something else told them to do. That's a zombie in my books. As for the narration, I felt like this story was beneath the narrator's ability. Scott's voice is so powerful, and it's better served in epics. Not a little story like this. It's too much narrator for too little story. Wonderful. My comments? Why, thank you. Not that. The secret place. That's where the Scotch is. Sorry, Mother, before I say my piece, do you have any comments about the book? Oh, no, dear. I don't read that Skyfly stuff. I see. Well, fortunately, Jay usually buys sci-fi books. Are you being cheeky? Certainly not, Mother. I cannot say that the book moved me in any direction. It was good background noise, but it did not require much of my attention. Perhaps that was due to it feeling dated. The narration was good, but I have enjoyed Scott's other works much more. Does anyone else have any other comments before the voting begins? Why isn't Hero asking for the votes, Percy? Maybe because he's not the host of the show? Did I ask you? My lady, Jay thinks he has pull here because he pays for show and books we are reviewing. Foolish, I know. Moving along then, Hieronymus, please give us your score for this audiobook. Mm, with my previous comments standing, <laughs> I give the story a 6 out of 10 for being dated, and the narration was a 7 out of 10 for me. Ha ha ha! An excellent score, Hero. Very just. Mother, you have not even read... Never mind. Geoffrey, please go next. If they used a fire exit... Oh, sorry, Sir Hector. I give the story an 8 out of 10. Zombies rule. The narration is a 6 out of 10 for me. Thank you for taking a break there. Bob, let us have your tower vote next. This won't take long. I hated the story and I hated the narration. A pair of fours for this pile of shit. Writing that down, fours for the story and six for the narration. I said fair, and I added points two to your handicap. Moving along, men check, your turn. Well, Sir Hector, she is ten out of ten in my eyes. She? Oh, right, book. "'Sorry, I was thinking about something else. "'I did not like this story. "'Do not know what make it a classic. "'I give it a five out of ten. "'Narration is saved this book for me. "'He get an eight out of ten. "'I've got a feeling I should be disturbed here, "'and not in the way Hieronymus is disturbed. "'Percy, I will not stand by and let you disparage your brother!' Wow, Sir Hector, there's such a strong family resemblance here. I have no idea what you're talking about. How about we talk about your score instead? Okay, okay. Menchek. When I say classic sci-fi, I mean back when they'd take two crazy ideas and then they'd mash them together to see what they got. Those stories flooded the early days of sci-fi, and Frank Herbert is one of the best from that era. His Dune series helped shape science fiction into the great genre it is today. I think this story is well told, and I give it an 8 out of 10. I also think that the narration is great. However, if you really want to enjoy the best of Scott Brick's science fiction work, go listen to the Dune books, along with the expanded universe stuff done by frank's son brian and kevin j anderson i give scott an eight out of ten on this one thank you jay i agree that the listeners would be well served getting into the dune series they are in that class mentioned before of credit worthy books i feel like there are so many better that these two people have done i give them each an eight out of ten i should just add up the scores now Percy, why isn't Hero adding up the totals? He was always top in his class in mathematics. I keep telling you, it's Sir Hector now, and there are only two of us in... Why have you taken over everything the little Hero was doing before he was rudely forced out from this show? He did not do anything besides be annoying before he was removed from this cast, and that was due to a budget cut. A budget cut? Budget cut? Who was responsible for that? In due time, mother, in due time. Before this gets completely out of control, I have the totals. As a group, we give the writing of this story a 6.5 out of 10, and we give its telling a 7.1 out of 10. We as a group would like to recommend this audiobook. For those of you who appreciate a good sci-fi tale, this is for you. While it may be dated, it is wonderfully told and worthy of your time. That is all we have for you on this, the ninth episode of the Dog Days of Advent. Be sure to check out all the other wonderful submissions for this challenge. From all of us here at Masterpiece Audio Theatre, we wish you a good evening and a good night. Speaking of budget cuts, Mother, meet Jay, the producer of the show. Jay, care to enlighten my mother on our fiscal situation? Perhaps explain your decisions. Excuse me? Excuse me? Pet Studios' presentation of Masterpiece Audio Heater. This special edition is for the dog days of Advent. This episode was written by J.G. Line Jans and Gary Mullard. Sound clips are from GarageBand, and they can be found in their samples library. We can be found at nimblast.org or you can email us at j at JGLineJans.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 Unported License. Thanks for for joining us.